Last time on Wild Space. I don't know who you are, and I don't know what you're doing here, but if you make a single move, things will go real bad for you. Now you have five mercenary veterans, and at this time, I'm flipping a dark side point. There will be no more battle friends. There will be no more gunplay. You have now been taken into custody by five mercenary veterans. Like I said, what are you doing in my prison? You hear sounds of explosions in the distance. Dust begins to fall from the ceiling with each explosion. Muffled voices and blaster fire can be heard from outside. Lock them in here. We'll have to deal with them later. Mercs, with me. Let's go pick a fight. So the mercenaries and the warden exit the room in a haste, close the door, and it seals behind them. You are slamming the keyboard like you have no idea what you're doing, <laughs> but the door opens on its own. So you guys have exited the warden's room. The All the doors opened. You left the room with each other, with your stack of notes that you found, and a Sith holocron. Uh, there's still a battle going on outside. Battle's raging outside. Um, you're hearing explosions and blaster fire. And now all of the alarms are going off, and it appears as you start working your way down the hallway of the second floor of this structure that every single door on the interior is open. So I have uh, one blaster on my right hand. I grab my brass knuckles and put them on my left. Just in case, just for fun. And I just keep running down the hall. Oh man, I am 100% following Vec Dugo on this. <laughs> if I could crawl into his backpack, I would. <laughs> I'm sort of duck and covering and trying to like move down the hallway. I've got paper in my pants, so I'm not doing great on that. I'm, I'm like the pack mule of all this stuff that we tried to gather at once, and I'm relying 100% on him for survivability. I can maybe in a pinch get to my holdout blaster, but it's not going to be pretty. Okay, so you, you got all this loot and you're you're heading um, down the hallway. So. Talk to me about about the route, what you would like to do, where you would like to go. I mean, you, you're, you're in a prison. Somehow you're going to have to get out and escape. You're going to have to engage. So tell me what you would like to do. Well, any prison's going to have more than one way out. Uh, we know we're on the second floor right now. So I'm looking for stairs or some kind of side exit uh, running down this hall away from the combat. That's kind of where I'm headed, trying to get on the backside of this prison and just get away from the conflict. Hey, here's an idea. You have a comm link in your helmet. Why don't we contact, uh, why don't we contact Dr. Kronkolto and see if maybe he can like, I don't know, some sort of evac or something like that. That's a great idea. I forgot I had that thing. All right. So while we're running, I, I reach out to, uh, Colto. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> yeah, uh. Uh, who is this? It's me. Oh, what, is there something going? Oh, there must be something going on. Hey, yeah, there's a lot going on. We need an evac now. Now, I, okay, now, if, if my GPS is pinging correctly, 
I'm putting you at a super prison. Is that where you're yep. at? Don't want to talk about it. Just get me out of here. Well, you'll be happy to know I'm already halfway there. I'll explain it on the way. Meet me on the west wall. West wall. Got it. Is he coming? Is he coming to the super prison? I look back. I run. <laughs> I had to yell over my shoulder. There's not enough room for three of us. We're leaving you behind. I got, I got the, all the papers in my pants, though. I'm following along. I'm not going to let him get away from me at this point. Okay, I would like, uh, Vex, since you're in front, I would like you to roll a vigilance check. For the reason of uh, your, your environment is incredibly dynamic right now, you need to, you heard which direction you need to go. You remember it? West. West wall, right? So yes. uh, this is going to help uh, establish how well you can orient yourself to your um, your position once you exit that building, which sometimes can be a little confusing, like take you a second. So um, go ahead and roll that with everything going on and all the outside influences in this kinetic environment. I want you to roll it against two difficulty. Now, I think I have my helmet tells me that, doesn't it? So I think maybe knocking off one difficulty is... Oh, that's a great argument. Actually, that's a that's a fantastic use of that. And I'm, I'm very proud that you came up with that. And it wasn't your lawyer <laughs> advising you. I can do good. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not only going to remove the difficulties, I'm going to give you an advantage. Thank you, sir. All right. Uh, two successes, two advantages, and one triumph. Oh my god, he rolled a triumph. <laughs> he can smell West. <laughs> you come down the stairway, the stairwell from the second floor, and you are immediately faced with a north-facing door. That door is wide open. What you can see happening outside and hearing outside is a freaking battle. Like, there's stuff going on. You turn around and grab Sawyer Jax by the scruff of his what used to be his resplendent robes, but what is now his uh, flannel, you pull him towards you and you look him right in the face and say, stay on my hip and you take off running and make an immediate right-hand turn, run around the back of the building away from, away from all the trouble, away from the explosions and away from the battle. So nobody saw you, you haul butt around and go out the same exact door that you came in. You remembered precisely where that door was. And what do you see on the west wall of the prison? I hope it's a ship. <laughs> you see the same transport unit that took you to Soul Town, but there's no droid in it this time. Piloting it is your friend, Dr. Colto. And you just see his arm. He's super excited. He's waving like Forrest Gump on a dock. And he just <laughs> motions you over and says, let's go! <laughs> I just jump on and give you a big hug, a big, big hug, and then I uh, get back behind you so you can properly pilot. He's on the controls with one hand, and with the other hand, he gives you a side hug. Good to see you too, buddy. He hits the throttle so hard that Sawyer Jax doesn't even have a chance to sit down. He, he does the waltz from the front of the transport all the way to the back of the transport and gets put in a seat right in the back. And your transport unit is off in the direction of the spaceport. Perfect. <sighs> is there a cinematic break? <laughs> like, what's going on? This is so good. You can take a take a breath if you'd like, but there's there's certainly more. 
Okay, so Sawyer Jax, after being thrown from one end of the transport to the other end of the transport, is just pinned against the back, and he is so excited to be alive. He just is grinning from ear to ear. He starts to pull out all the stuff. I don't have the... Do I have the holocron, or does Vec Dugo have the holocron? Oh, I have it. You do not have it. Uh, Okay, so I gathered, like... (laughs) You cannot fit that in the back pocket of your skinny jeans, sir. <laughs> right, so, 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 uh, Vec Dugo has got the holocron. Soyajex grabbed literally everything else that he could get his hands on and, like, and come away. And so he's kind of, like, holding on to this stuff. Is this an open, I can't remember the transport. Is this an open-top transport? Yeah, it's like a skiff. It's a small version of a skiff. At this point, I'm trying to make sure that, like, papers aren't blowing out of the skiff while I'm kind of like, so I'm sort of, like, bear-hugging myself with all the papers that I've got shoved into various parts of my skinny jeans and sweet flannel top. I thought they were in your pants. Well, they're they're all, uh, like, I'm just, I just shoved everything inside of me so that I could, like, run at the same time. Oh, okay. I just picture you holding yourself. <laughs> well, I've got all the papers in me. I can't let them blow out in the skiff. And so I yell up to the front. I'm like, Kron, what happened to the nice droid that was driving this the first time? The droid drives too slow. I needed something quicker. So he's making me a latte. Can he make, can he make me a latte too? A latte? This is great! This is the best news I've heard all day! I was... We broke into a prison. I fought a guy named Vibro. I stole uh, some papers, and I think we got the holocron. (laughs) It's been a great day! Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, Oh my God. DM is laughing. (laughs) Oh... I just sit up and I say, hell yeah. I start firing my blaster in the air. (laughs) Okay, so you guys, um, it was only about eight clicks away from where you were, from where the super prison was. You got there pretty quick, made some small talk with Dr. Colto. Anyway, you you have safely arrived at the spaceport. As you're pulling up, they were expecting you. The door starts to open and the transport pulls right inside the spaceport and the door closes. Uh, right behind it, so you feel as if you're in a relatively safe spot. The repulsor lift starts to wind down, and um, and it's it's now quiet in the spaceport as the doors have closed. Doctor Colto turns around, it's like a you know a captain's chair in a boat where he can just like like hit a button and vroom, turns around. Now he's like facing both of you and says, "You know, I never thought I'd say this, but I really did miss you guys, and I did worry about you." Now. I had some great coffee while you were gone, but there's a couple things that I need to key you in on before we go in there. First of all, remember old Clyde Tubbs? Tubby? So it turns out Clyde Tubbs is a crime lord. The Clyde Tubbs that we met? The fat guy. Yeah, the Clyde Tubbs that you met. He puts on a pretty good front. I did not see that coming. Neither did I, but here's the deal. He's a pretty good guy. I had a great time with him. We knocked back a few almost every day you were gone. Anyway, Clyde Tubbs is the leader of the do-gooders. Oh. Does that make him a crime lord? Well, the do-gooders might have a pretty nice name. They ain't so nice. They're about up there with the Dune Mercs, and those two have had a territory rival going on since the Imperials left. It has been nasty. 
between old Clyde Tubbs and some lady that he used to date by the name of Bronosaro. And she's a, she's a Syrian. Bronosaurus, we met her. I don't know what happened to her or what the deal is going on with her. Those two have it out for each other? Wow. Do you think that maybe the do-gooders and the dune mercs, do you think this is all just like a misunderstanding from a breakup? Oh. Well, I don't know what it was, but I'll tell you one thing. Being the leader of the do-gooders, he had this entire thing masterminded from the second we landed on this planet. It's kind of brilliant when you think about it, so don't be mad at old Clyde, but he did kind of use us to create a distraction to make his big move on the dune mercs, which I'm sure you were right in the middle of. He had a hand in all that, except for the sniper thing. He had nothing to do with that part. Wow. Not even mad. Put my hands up. Not even mad. That's, that's, I'm, man. You know, you think you know a guy, and, huh. I look at you and I say, bounty puck. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, you want, you want the bounty puck, or? I mean, no, no. Oh, no. right. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, Kron. Yeah, we, we, uh, uh, I don't know how to put this. Uh, it turns out that Vecdugo is kind of wanted. I mean, we're probably all wanted, but like Vecdugo is like really wanted. There, we found a bounty puck on a guy that we, uh, did we shoot him? I don't know. We not, we, we fought a guy and uh, we found a bounty puck for Vecdugo. It's worth quite a bit of money, actually. Uh, wait a minute. You're on the bounty boards? I just kind of salute. Did that have anything to do with a Bothan by chance? There was a Bothan. He was in the bar and he looked suspicious and we were talking about holocrons and stuff and he knew who we were, I'm pretty sure. And then he took off out the bar and we went down the bar and it was in a shooting alley and there was a sniper and he tried to kill us. And then uh, the Bothan got away, but we managed to get the sniper and that's how, that's how Vec Dugo got that sweet helmet. Yeah, nice helmet, by the way. Well, I didn't know about all that. You think it'll let me know, I probably could have stopped the guy when he was here, but he was in an unmarked ship, and he came and went in a hurry. I'm sure we'll find out more about him later. Let's get back to old Clyde Tubbs. He's a pretty solid guy. Now, he knew that he was putting us in danger doing the things that he needed to do in order to get a leg up on the dune marks. So, he wanted to compensate us for helping him. He gifted us 1,500 credits. Whoa! Hmm. Huh. I almost didn't want to take it, but... Seeing as how our ship's a piece of junk and we're kind of on our own out here, ended up taking it. One thing that I think we need to do, I don't know if you can hear that sound. That sound, from what I've learned, is a proximity alarm. So I don't know who else is coming toward this facility right now, but someone's coming. And I would imagine it'd probably be a good idea if we get out of here. I think we should probably say our goodbyes to old Clyde Tubbs and make our way back onto the Galaxy Run. Wait, Clyde Tubbs not dead is he we don't have to say like our formal goodbyes to him do we no 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 we can say goodbye clay tubbs is just fine he's in the office eating ramen oh okay that makes me feel better about this especially after he gave us 1500 credits do we have do, do we have to say goodbye to clay <laughs> this is a loud alarm going off we'll send him a postcard or something <laughs> like sorry we missed you kind of like a, like a housekeeping note or something like that yeah <laughs> i'll send him a tip I'll tell you what, we'll just fast forward this. I'll go say goodbye to Cly. I'll catch him on the comms later. Over the loudspeaker, Cly Tubbs' voice can be heard. Oh. Well, gentlemen, it's nice to see that you've made your return and you're here safe. 
I'm sure old Kron Colto will get you updated on the things that you need to know about what transpired upon your departure. But as for right now, let's say our goodbyes over the comms, gentlemen, because the Doom Mercs are coming in. Sawyer, uh, Sawyer yells back into the speaker of the, the, the comm system, which is definitely not the microphone, but it's where the sound came from. And he says, God, you sly loth cat. You knew this whole time what was going on, and I love it, and thank you for the $1,500. We got to go. Good luck with those dune mercs. I yell. Yeah, what he said. Also sorry for threatening you. You hear the intercom come back on. No harm done. Now catch your butts moving. <laughs> and just as that happens, you can see do-gooder soldier, mercenary soldiers start to pour out of the of the doors, and they look like they're starting to move toward the um, the backside of the spaceport into defensive positions. Okay, let's get to the ship. Yeah, that's uh, that's our high. T- that's the high sign to get the f out. We need a hearth. <laughs> We're going to hearth to the ship. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so we have all uh, safely made it back onto the ship. Now, Sawyer Jax has a little bit of a uh, swollen nose, and you can tell that he's getting a little raccoon eye uh, right here underneath because he he got punched pretty good right in the bridge of the nose. Didn't break it, but it sure did knock you the F out. So anyway, we are all um, on the Galaxy Run. It's so good to be back on the Galaxy Run, by the way. Yeah, it is. Bloodstains and all. It's been a hot minute. Uh, you're you're in the galaxy run, and it looks like uh, it looks like we're we're in orbit. Doctor Colto looks to both of you, and just you know, he's, he's smiling, and he's just bouncing his head a little bit. He says, uh, "So it looks like uh, you two had uh, quite the adventure on your little quest." I take my helmet off, and just smile with my nasty-looking fang teeth and my red fur, and just say, "Whew, you're telling me." This is a big moment. This is a this is a gank without a mask. That this is like a trusting. I feel like we're 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 crossing a moment here. I look at you and say, "This doesn't leave the cave." I, I'm looking over at the gank with eyes wide open. It's like, I feel like uh, you know this is uh, we've reached a new level of trust right here, and uh, I'm just gonna I'm I'm not gonna address it, but you know, thank you for. For trusting me like that. Dr. Colto, we have got oh, the stories we could tell you about the heroics that we performed would just take you into retirement. But in the meantime, I got all of this stuff and I'm pretty sure and I looked uh, like I know a little bit of history. I'm pretty sure he has got a Sith holocron. Now, I don't know how to open that. And I don't know if these papers help at all, but I'm just going to kind of, we're just going to kind of give all this to you because you got the title of doctor and I figure that's uh, a little bit better than what we went through. Plus we're, we're real tired. <laughs> no, I can imagine that you both are, are, are quite tired. Well, well, let me see what you think is a Sith holocron. You talked about uh, papers. What kind of papers are you talking about? Let's see them. I just start pulling papers out of my pants and out of my shirt and everything. It's just like, just putting them in a pile in front of him. It's like these, these papers, they, they're like business. It could be business papers. I'm not, not real sure. There's a lot of papers, There's a lot of writing on it. I don't know. I was going to say, I slide the holocron over. Okay. So he, now he has, uh, looking on the table here, he's got a, what could be a Sith holocron. 
and a stack of papers. And so he's looking at the stack of papers and you can you can see he's trying to decipher stuff. And as soon as the holocron hits the table, his, his attention is immediately diverted. And he looks over it and says, that, my friends, is no doubt a Sith holocron. And the only reason he knows that is because he's so well versed in lore and history. The one thing he wants to do first, he, he points at it and says, that's, let that wait for just a moment. But what I want to do is I want to see what we can get out of these papers. So he is going to, I'm going to roll education here. Dr. Colto is going to roll education and we're going to see here where we land. How about, like, let's take a moment to appreciate the fact that you got to make an education roll. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> That is pretty cool. It is. Uh, you're right. You, we we really should pause on this because this is one of the big reasons why I why I rolled Doctor Colto. Doctor Colto is. This is his moment. Yes, he is an intellectual. Now, if he ever gets to heal somebody, that will actually be his moment. Um, combat doc is his thing, but um, he absolutely um, is a very intelligent person. He's not a fighter. He's a very intelligent person. I got a real bad feeling that we're going to learn exactly how little we are fighters on the next planet. <laughs> Outstanding. Three successes, one advantage. So Dr. Colto is able to quickly look through uh, some of the paperwork and most of it seems irrelevant. A lot of it is like shipping manifests, order forms for the kitchen, inventory for the frozen goods that were kept in there back when that actually was a kitchen. He is able to come across some scribblings. They are written in Arabesh. He can only see certain words that are on this piece of paper. The piece of paper is on a form that is labeled lab notes. The words that he is able to get out of this, at the very top of the page, it says provite. On one line, it reads cryogenics. Profound suppressive effects on aggression. Do Dr. Colto, is there anything that you're seeing here that that might, you know, like uh, help us out in, in the future? What's what what are you seeing? Well, in this particular page, it appears to be lab notes of some of some sort. The word that ca really catches my eye is the word provide. It looks it appears as if there was some experimentation that was taking place here on the provite. I just, I, I don't know, like, where, where did you find these? Hang on, hang on, hang on. The provite, now that's the, that's the, those, that's the species, that's the something that, okay. Uh, Doc, uh, said that, that, uh, the, that the provite that were ghosts and then we found like a provite maybe in a bacta tank, it was frozen. Vec, fill in the gaps for me here a little bit. Yeah, what he said. It was frozen, and I unplugged it. Wait a minute. You found a provite? The yeah. ones that were on the ship that we were on, that chased yeah. us off of that ancient ship. You found yeah. one? Yeah. It was it alive? Did it did it chase you? Was it a was it aggressive? Well, it turns out it had its eyes moved, and it was frozen, uh, but it was in a back tank. It was stable. Uh, so I did the right thing, and I unplugged it so it could thaw out, uh, hopefully die. 
Yeah, its eyes looked all jacked up. It's like its eyes were like facing forward to begin, but then its eyes ended up on the side of its head at the end of it, and it yeah. didn't did not look like it, that was no. a pleasant experience. Well, from the research no. that I'd been able to do while you guys were gone, that was most definitely a provide. Now, it was do what it was doing here on this hot planet. I have no idea, but oh my gosh, am I glad we're in orbit? If you you said it was frozen, and you. Yeah. Unplugged it? Why on earth would you do that? I, I I'm gonna be honest. I don't really know. I, I will support my new friend Vectugo. We made a lot of decisions on the fly, and uh, that <laughs> seemed like a good idea at the time. There I was don't explosions. Know. It was I explosions. mean, in hindsight, clearly that was a bad idea. Yeah. I just Doctor Colto is immediately ignoring you both and gets gets right back into the paperwork. Interrupts you and says, uh, "Cryogenics. That's that's cold items. Very, very super cold items. Profound suppressive effects on aggression. The only thing I can I can deduce is is the cold slows down the provite's aggression. Uh, perhaps why that this is why experimentation was being done in a in in, in a cold environment. Now, excess heat." Uh, what I can see here, erratic behavior, possibly empowering. Now, uh, so the heat would empower them, uh, but the cold suppresses yeah, them. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, we found we found them in, like, a freezer room, too. Like, the freezer wasn't working at all, the, the back-to-tank was frozen, but that, that room was supposed to be a freezer room, I'm pretty sure. Well, perhaps that was the location for these experiments and these, and these milestones that, uh, that this that this Sith had reached with uh, with finding out how these things work. Uh, it goes on here to say, may not fare well in the cold environment of space. And then oh. it finishes by saying, takes over the host. Host begins to adopt physical traits of the provide. Perhaps that explains the eyes. You think we should let Tubbs oh. know that I unplugged the freezer? Ooh, uh, I mean, Tub Tub's a pretty resilient guy. I don't <laughs> think he's probably gonna be. Think he's probably gonna be fine. I mean, I really. I, I mean, are we are we in orbit yet? Are we? Are, are we, we okay? Have we left. Are we okay? Have we left the planet? We're at okay, this point? right? <laughs> we are most definitely in orbit, gentlemen. The alarms on the control panels for the galaxy run start to alert. They're alerting us to the panel, to check the okay, panel. Okay, so I am, uh, I believe, somehow still the designated pilot for this ship, correct? Correct. Okay, so I rush to the panel. I stop whatever I was saying, and I immediately go to the panel, because I know what the sounds of a panel are. Okay, so you go to the panel, and you can see that although we are in orbit, and we are moving that uh, on our proximity radar, there are three craft that have seemingly left Diesel Prime and are either pursuing or on the same exact trajectory of the galaxy run. 
hey guys, you know, I love Clyde Tubbs just as much as the next guy, and I'd love to give him a heads up about the pro fight that's on that plan, but we got three inbound bogeys right now, and we need to get the Criff off this planet like in a hurry. We are in orbit, and this is not going to go well for us because I don't know necessarily whether or not the stains on the Galaxy Run are going to help us in combat. I'm guessing not. So what do you say we skedaddle? <laughs> Did you think you'd be able to escape my reach? Clearly, you had no idea who you're dealing with. I'm Branasaro, and nobody makes a fool of me. Gentlemen, I've got some good news that just might come in handy right about now. Well, uh, seems that while you were gone, with uh, the help of old Clyde Tubbs the Crime Lord, I was able to make some modifications to the Galaxy Run. This old rust bucket has herself some combat thrusters now. What do you say we try them out? Welcome to your life on the run, gentlemen. Mark my words, I will find you. It seems the crew of the Galaxy Run may have managed to elude the pursuit of the Warden Branasaro and her Dune Mercs. But will they be able to outrun her persistence? What is the next destination in their quest to follow the breadcrumbs of a Sith alchemist? Find out next time on Wild Space RPG. But before we go, just what was on that Sith holocron? Let's join the crew back on the Galaxy Run as Dr. Kron Kolto activates the ancient Sith Relic. I remember seeing these from when I was with the Empire. The Sith Acolytes would taunt us with them. If I could just remember how to activate them. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. There we go. It appears the chance discovery of my work has found itself in quite capable hands. You are, you are either incredibly lucky or rather skilled in the art of investive investigation. Or perhaps you're just reckless and foolhardy. In any case, welcome to the deserts of D-Soul Prime. As I am sure you have gathered by now, my research has led to some quite profound discoveries. If you choose to continue on the journey I was unable to finish, you, you, you just may discover the key to immortality. My experiments with the Provite proved quite hazardous as my research progressed. So much so, it drove me to pursue less hazardous methods of working around the unpredictable species. I chose Diesel Prime because of the planet's extreme temperatures to discover if the hot climate had any effects on the Provite's behavior. What I discovered, rather, was that the species reacted adversely to exactly the opposite of heat. Through experimentation with cryogenics, I found the extreme cold could effectively cripple the provite. The cold rendered them nearly com com comatose after a time, making it much safer to conduct my work. 
It is for this reason you have discovered my laboratory in the freezer of this prison prison facility. What's more, I was able to surmise that when the provide take over a host, the host itself becomes quite uncomfortable as it begins a process of mor- 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 morphology and takes on the appearance of the provide. I assume you, yourself, would feel quite uncomfortable if your eye sockets slowly began to move from their current position to the sides of your skull. Like a fish, fish, fish. <laughs> I thought as much. If I have sufficiently piqued your interest, do take the proper precautions to protect yourself. Amongst the items in the storage locker, you will find a box of cryo-cryo-detonators. You may find them useful in the days to come. However, use them with caution. You risk cryo-freezing yourself if you don't use them properly. Also among my belongings is a data card with the coordinates to your next destination. I wish you luck, Space Wanderer. Survive to the end of this journey and the most valuable knowledge in the entire galaxy could be yours. Special thanks on this episode goes to Katie Cullen as the Warden Bronasaro and Michael Conniff as our elusive Sith Lord. Katie and Michael, thank you for lending your talent to our wacky creations. And most of all, thank you for your everlasting friendship. Hello, I'm D3A0, Protocol Droid. And thank you for tuning in to Wild Space. If you enjoyed what you heard, tell your friends. Consider subscribing and leaving us a review. Visit us on Twitter and Instagram at Wild Space Corp to stay updated. For all of our content, find us on the Holonet at wildspacecorp.com. Email your transmissions to wildspacecorp at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 202-743-6120. Thank you, and see you next time on Wild Space.